Hello, it's Jeff. Just before we get to the show, just a friendly reminder to hit follow or subscribe on your podcast app so it's downloaded and ready to go. Today's guest is a masterful guitar player, singer, songwriter, recording artist who brought it to my local the other night. He was killing it on guitar and vocals with his trio, who we'll talk about in a few minutes. These guys are really good. Let me give you a bit of color before he expands on this life and music he's chosen. He grew up listening, among other things, to Beach Boys and Bob Seger. He took interest and great comfort at the end of long days in playing guitar. That led to playing live and making records. I've got a new one in my hand that he put out late 2018, and he's going to do a couple of songs from it, and then something kind of neat, a cover version he's chosen to play. He made a move from rural Ontario all those years ago to where he grew into a blue-eyed soul singer who sometimes likes to croon country rhythms, which is right up my alley. I mean, if someone says, what do you like the most in terms of music? You know, knowing him, I've hosted all these classic rock shows all these years. I go, well, Beatles is a great start, and Stones too, but alt-country, country that has heart and soul and knows no boundaries, that's my trip, and, and he does some of that to great effect. Uh, from the lower depth of his voice to his falsetto highs, I think you're going to love the way he sounds. Babies came along, and then a return from the city to the country and a community right here that's rich in music and the people who make it. It's the region right here where I host Records and Rockstars, the podcast, South Georgian Bay and Gray County. His latest album is called Changer. It moves beyond earlier themes of his songwriting career, themes of love and heartbreak, to things like social unrest, inequality, and sort of a deeper kind of love. And at the risk of suggesting it's all so serious, there's lots of tempo and fun in the music, too, and momentum and wicked performance. So welcome, Rob Elder. Very good, very good. Thanks for having me here. This is fantastic. <laughs> You're so welcome. I, I really enjoyed the show the other night at... Uh, the Corner, as it's called here in oh, yes. Thornbury, Ontario. You nailed it, and the guys are just so right along there with you. When you see a band that's firing, pardon the uh, cliche, <laughs> on all cylinders, it's really fun. You guys have been playing together for a while, obviously. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's one, of those, one of those groups where we're, we're, we're just tight. We're good friends. I mean, that makes all the difference to have a good time. But, you know, the three of us have been going for, uh, for a while now, and we bring in other musicians as well to kind of fill out the band for certain shows. But... You know, at a local like that, it was perfect, and we had a great time. So. Uh, and the guys in the band uh, on drums, one of the most gentlemanly cats in the yeah. entire world, <laughs> certainly in the music biz, uh, Mike Weir. What a killer player. I, I don't even know what to say. You know, I, I grew up as a drummer, and uh, it's always been hard to, to, to find my match, so to speak, and find someone that I'm comfortable with. And, you know, finally here I am with, you know, a good friend and a good person, like you say, a gentleman, but... I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to look at him. I could play the whole show staring at the audience, and he's going to do more than I would ever hope for, and it's perfect every time. So he's, he's a gentleman and a scholar and a wonderful drummer. And he brings a hell of a nice, big, full-sounding, quality drum kit to the room, too. And he wears a tie. And he wears I a tie. <laughs> he's a bit old-school-looking. If, if you met him on the street, you might not know that he's this crack drummer. Yeah. <laughs> and then on, on bass, a guy who's all feel, which is, you know, we've talked before about feel and form you got to have both but i think feel is really the the crux of a proper player yeah jarrett jarrett coop jarrett coop coop with a k uh the, again you know when it comes to musicians finding that that right person whether it's a bass player or a drummer um i think having that core rhythm section is important but as, as a bass player feel you know i again i don't have to i don't really have to tell him what i want i mean that's everything i want him to make it his own you know i want i want the song to to uh, to breathe and grow, but I don't want to force it. So, 
when I can say, you know, this is what the song is, and then he, by playing, tells me what the bass line is, <laughs> you know, I just nod and say, that's perfect. Well, yeah, he and Mike, they both yeah. serve they serve the song. Yeah, and that's all you exactly. could ever really want. I've only wanted that for 20 years, Jeff, and now I finally have it. Because <laughs> I think it would be a drag, although a lot of musicians still do it. And sometimes it's for control. Sometimes it's for vision. Yeah. Sometimes it's for both. But sometimes it's it's not fun for the uh, the other players is, no. is they write out charts and here's what you're playing. Yeah, yeah. And I've been on that side of it, too. And that it, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's nice to back people up, be a sideman or a drummer for hire or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you go out and play a show and you, you feel like a robot a lot of the time. I, yeah. I, I'm not into that. You know, I, It wouldn't I, sustain loyalty because eventually the, the artist is leaving. Like Hendrix used to play with, you know, the Isleys and, and loads of other bands and wear a tie and a suit and then he's supposed to do what they want right. him to do. And But Jimmy would always be no. a bit of a rebel and <laughs> exactly. you know, start grandstanding. And you, you knew it wasn't going to be long before he effed off and did his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you understand in the pop world why uh, artists do have absolutely you know these bands that are just for hire because they're the star and nobody even needs to know what the other people's names are but that's shuffle. not much fun either yeah they can shuffle people in whatever the case may be uh, yeah. it's almost like a corporation <laughs> yeah like a business right yeah, yeah well it reminds me did you see the film with Lady Gaga and uh, I haven't Bradley seen it Cooper? yet everybody's told me about it they assume as a musician that I've seen it but I've well they assume that as a you know doing what I do that I had seen it but I, I finally saw it just before Christmas and uh, the hype was just so massive and not that I'm suggesting for a second that it's not a good film but it starts out really great and without giving away where it goes from a plot standpoint the best part to me is when there's performance yeah. in, in, in the early part of the film and you get to see Bradley Cooper in all his glory. This is the most convincing musical role I think maybe I've ever seen, maybe other than Ray Charles' uh, yeah, biopic. That was, that was good. With, what's his name? <laughs> Jamie Foxx. With Jamie no. Foxx, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was really <laughs> good. And back in the day, I'm just thinking top of my head, the crazy son of a bitch that he is played the Buddy Holly story. Oh, you know, yeah. um, 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 oh, is oh this a goodness. sign of getting old or just a sign of doing too many uh, cannabis uh, you, excursions? Well, yeah, you've also done a lot of rock history, so. Buddy Holly story. <laughs> uh, uh, Gary Busey. Okay, I, okay. I didn't have to go, I, yeah, did, yeah. I didn't quite Google it. Just <laughs> it came to yeah. me. It's funny how that, when he played uh, Buddy Holly, that was damn convincing, too. But yeah. Bradley Cooper, you get, your mind will be blown about his ability on stage. And, and I want you to do this, your homework, when you do see it. Is he actually playing the guitar? Is he is he just you know air guitaring and faking it really well? You know, for someone to fake it, maybe he does know. Maybe he's learned. Maybe he knew before. You know, he's an actor. Yeah, you know, he's an artist. A lot of these guys are singers, musicians. You know, it's from, true from when they were kids. I mean, that's oh Jamie Foxx. I mean, that, there's another example. I mean, he's, that was amazing. So the best thing Kanye West ever did was uh, was have Jamie Foxx uh, <laughs> uh, vocalizing on uh, Gold Digger. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. That was great, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was so goddamn was right, cool. Right at the same time as the movie, right? Yeah, that's right. The greatest talents, I think, because you see a lot of actors who, who did stage plays when they were in yeah. high school, so they can sing and they can dance and they can act and they can do all kinds of things that, yeah. that they bring to their ability to act in a more sort of holistic way. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper's that guy these days. Do you still get out to traditional movie theaters and see films? Uh, from time to time, uh, you know what? I I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> so a bit of a gamble, like it was when we were when we were younger and and bought you know eight dollar records when you were like living on a on a on a budget as a yeah. kid, and sometimes the hit was the only song you loved, and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised and you like nine out of the ten songs. Yeah. 
when it comes to movies, I, I guess they come and they go and I miss out on a lot of them and sometimes it's five years later and I watch a movie and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. How come I never heard about that? And everybody's going, it was, everybody heard about that. So. <laughs> sometimes with films and even with records, when there's a lot of hype around it, I avoid it for fear of being disappointed because there was so much hype to live up to. Yeah, no, I can hear that. And I mean, I, I've, I've always been, uh, even musically, a bit of a hermit when it comes to... Um, you know, experiencing things, you know, growing up, you know, I did, I listened to the Beach Boys and Bob Seger and, and, uh, you know, a bunch of country stuff. My dad had Bobby Vinton records, like all this stuff that people go, wow, why would you listen to that? I say, well, that's what we had in the house. Access, yeah. Outside of that, it was just like, you know, there was no internet. We weren't uh, driving to the corner to the record store. Like I lived in the country and, you know, it just exactly was access. So I, I remember being, you know, grade seven and eight and starting a band with my buddy in, in school and I was playing drums, he was guitar and, and uh, he had the Zeppelin box set and he had a Rush box set and those were like, that's what he had honed his skills on. So you can imagine by grade eight, he could play all the solos and all of these songs. He brings his tape to school once and he puts it in, he's listened to this and it's this just crazy guitar solo, different than even you know, the Hendrix that he was giving me and, and, uh, and Rush and all the Zeppelin. It was different. I'm like, what is different about this? There's something different. I said, it's amazing. He says, the guy's name is Jeff Healy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know who that is. And so I listened to the whole song. I forget which one it was. Um, uh, can you see the light? See the light. So and, yeah. uh, and at the end of it all, he's like, he's blind. I'm like, what? On top of all that. And, and he sits down and plays it on his lap. And I'm, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, just mind blown. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no wonder. I'm trying to imagine how he's doing this. You know, that sort of thing came out of nowhere. So I was, <laughs> when I when I grew up and moved out and was, I mean, I, I kind of relied on other people to uh, to bring me music. You know, they're like, oh, you should check this out. So I'd check it out and then I'd fall in love with it and I'd listen to it for six months, you know. Yeah. But the radio would kind of come and go, different stations, different genres, and I don't know. When people would say, oh, that kind of sounds like this. You wrote a, I'd write a song, they'd say, it sounds like this or that. i go, well, what is that? And then they'd play it for me. Oh, yeah, I've heard that on the radio. And that's by chance. <laughs> and it's, it, it, it's funny you bring it up, yeah. because listening to a couple of your songs, I think uh, out, of the, out of the whole album, uh, there were two or three that reminded me of other things, and I knew they were subconscious. Uh, the, the the best case ever of subconscious plagiarism, as it's called, would be uh, would be George Harrison when he did My Sweet Lord, oh, yeah. and, and and you know he had heard he's so fine by the yeah. Chiffons, but he, he but George of all people isn't the kind of guy that would go and listen to a song and go I'm going to write a song sort of like that. I'm going to lift that, you know. <laughs> so I mean, while he did uh, have to pay out uh, more than a million dollars. In the case of a couple of yours, I love the fact one of them you're going to play has got this great Almond Brothers vibe. To me, a homage to the Almonds in probably some conscious. And there's another one, the new Basement Tapes, which yeah. was you know a throwback to the band and Bob Dylan doing yeah. the Basement Tapes. Uh, features Marcus Mumford on a song called oh. "Going to Kansas City." I think Marcus Mumford is the most passionate, adept singer of the last ten years. And and there's a track on your album that reminds me of that. Excellent. <laughs> I love those. That's... It's nice when you can lock into something that reminds you of something you love. It grows affinity for the current thing you're listening Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. So you've nailed that a couple of times. Why don't you grab your guitar sure. and play one of the originals? Again, one of them sounds to be like Almond Brothers, and it'll become very apparent to anyone that knows the Almond Brothers. <laughs> and the other one sounds a bit like Going to Kansas City by Marcus Mumford. Pick one. <laughs> Pick one from the record you want to play. Tell us what it is, and tell us just a little bit about the song. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. Uh, uh, it's called High in My Head, and it it it's uh, 
the 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 backstory of the song it's essentially a love song um and it's about you know it's about that that really strong love that that you feel at the beginning you know what i mean when you're when you're really getting into someone you can't shake them so here it is high in my head it's rob elder want your high I want your high in my head I want your high I want your high in my head then no matter how hard I come down I want your high in my head I want your heart I want your heart in my head I want your heart want your heart in my hand Then no matter what this love lays down I want your heart in my hand I want your body, your spirit and your soul When you're with me I want you to lose control I will love you till the moment I'm dead I want you high, I want you high up in my head Oh, love of money that a man could ever make Sunlight shining on your face. I want your body, I want your body next to mine. I want your body, I want your body next to mine. Then no matter what this love lays down. Want your body next to mine I want your body, your spirit and your soul Baby, when you're with me I want you to lose control I will love you till the moment I'm dead I want you high, I want you high up in my head I want you high, I want you high in my head Want your high Want your high In my head It's uh, one of eight songs on your late 2018 album, Changer. Yeah. It's a great package. Thanks. If people want to buy it, uh, where can they find it? Easiest is my uh, my web presence, I guess, robelder.ca. But, uh, you know, you can find it on iTunes as well. It's uh, well done. Who did the graphic? 
The graphics is by my wonderful wife, Josie Elder. And she's a musician, too. She's a musician as well. She's a great singer. In fact, if you look inside, she's in some of the tracks, too. So lots of backgrounds. And, man, it sounds sweet. And the the physical location of the the photograph on the record is where? That actually is uh, my family's farm. So my brother and my dad still farm the same farm that my family... uh, Settled in 1855. In Gray County? In Gray County. How many acres is that farm? There's f- almost 500. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are they farming? Uh, wonderful, wonderful beef cattle. Oh, wow. How many head? Oh, I don't know. 200? <laughs> no, I don't know. 100? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not, you're out I of the loop. I just go there for Christmas. Right? Now. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever said how many head before. <laughs> it's not an expression I use it frequently. But yeah, let's talk, uh, let's talk cowboy for a while. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's just back in the sticks, man. It's uh, cool. there's actually behind me there, and it's it kind of means a lot. There's uh, you know farms around here, they're kind of small, and then over the years people retire or pass away, and then you know you kind of buy the one next to you, and you buy the one next to you, oh, and your farm gets bigger. But that property we always just called it Darcy's because there was this old gentleman that you know moved away and passed on, and behind me there is a, a, a broken down foundation from a barn and a house, and that's where he lived. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I love so taking strolls through properties like that, just to see. You it's, can almost feel the heritage and exactly. feel the presence of someone. Well, and it, I think it worked, too. I mean, the, if, the cover with kind of the dual image of myself and the background, uh, it kind of all ties together into the, the changer. The name of the title is not about the content of the songs, and it's not... You know, title of a song it's not in any of the songs that changer was more about me and my life path your evolution yeah and i mean it's been you know this technically is my third album but for all intents and purposes we could say that it's number one because it's been 12 years so this is uh you know this was me taking that leap again and and uh you know i've always followed the passion i never stopped playing I, I gig all the time i write music i've basically missed an entire generation of songs of mine um that are out there but not recorded or not not played and 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 i'm over them you know and i had to get these songs down i felt like because if i didn't i might miss them as well and um changer i think i think change is an interesting thing is you know everybody gets changed or is changed by events or things that happen and you can accept it or you can deal with it or you can you know be upset about it or there's so many things that change you but you also have the choice to change as well Right, so change is kind of fluid for me, and I've—I think I've discovered that in my uh, in my years on the on the earth is that I can um, I can orchestrate my own change, and a lot of people don't realize that you can you can just do things that change your position or change your life or direct you in the path that you want to go. And I mean, I know that you know I can say that we're in Canada, I'm free, we have we have the freedom to do that. But um, when you look around and people feel trapped, and uh, I, I think that uh, I never felt trapped. I just felt like you know, it was time to make a change, and and uh, that's that's really my focal point in life now. Is you know, choose to be happy, uh, choose to to do things that make me happy, and and change things that don't. That's really well put. Without prompting, <laughs> other than the title of the album, which yeah. is "Changer" by Rob Elder. Sometimes the thing that stands in the way of change is you. Like, get out of the way. Right. We've all been in our own way sometimes. Absolutely. And 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 choosing is really important. Why are you happy? Well, because I chose to be. Exactly. Gratitude's the other one, a word that's thrown around so often now, but it's not cliche because it's, it's a legitimate um, um, asset to be thankful for the things you do have. Because uh, for a long time, many of us, me included, focused on the things I had yet to achieve or attain. Right. And if you sit in your uh, chair doing that all day, nothing good comes. 
pick the three things that actually are pretty great about your life, no matter how small. Oh, I have a dog. Oh, I have a car that runs. Yeah. Oh, I have a roof over my head. Exactly. Oh, I get to have a good cup of coffee because there's coffee in the in, in, in the in the cupboard, and I'm going to go make one right now. Simple things, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's the simple things in your day that kind of mean the most. Yeah. Uh, I want you to do another one. I loved what you just played. The one that you're going to play, the other original, is even better, arguably. But in the middle, why don't you do a cover? Sure. And, and whatever you want to play, just tell us what it is, and, and we'll do that. This is a song, I I, I, I just love the feel of it. I, it uh, I use it for sound checks and, you know, to start off shows. And it's uh, it's an Amos Lee piece, and I, I, I don't know if it's Amos's song or not. I really don't know the background, but it's called Sweet Pea. And uh, I've heard it from many different artists, but uh, that's he's what turned me on to it. So here's a little uh, Amos Lee style. It's uh, Sweet P. It's Rob Elder. Sweet P, out of my eye. Don't know when, I don't know why. You're the only reason I keep. Coming home Sweet pea What's this all about Don't get your way All you do is fuss and pout I said You're the only reason I keep coming home You're like the rocket to Walter I always falter And the words keep getting my way I'm gonna crumble, I'll try to stay humble, but I never think before I say, oh, sweet pea, keep her my soul. Oh, I know sometimes I get out of control. I said, you're the only reason I keep coming home. All Gibraltar, I always falter and the words keep getting in my way. Oh, I'm gonna crumble, I try to stay humble, but I never think before I stay. Hey, hey, oh, sweet pea, out of my eye. Oh, I know sometimes you make me wanna cry. I said, you're the only reason. I said, you're the only reason. I said, you're the only reason, no, I keep on coming home. Mm. <laughs> that is sweet. Sweet, sweet Pete. Yeah. Avis Lee song. That's right. As done in the studio, Wildwoods here by Rob Elder, my special guest today on the Records and Rockstars podcast. Um, there's a love song on the record that... Let me see, does it close the record? I think it does. Second last track on the record that I really dug, You and I. Yeah, it's in the way that you tell me everything's all right. And it remi- that's one of the lyrics. And it reminded me of years ago, I, I, I sort of studied this uh, corporate trainer named Philippe Denichon. And, and uh, he would come to our, uh, our staff meetings, our big staff meetings and our retreats. And he would say great uh, tidbits of uh, philosophy and practical things. And, and and a lot of people hated it uh, because it was it was heady stuff. 
Or maybe they didn't want to face their own shit. Or maybe they just wanted to, you know, get home to whatever their <laughs> life was outside of work. But I thought it was such a gift to have somebody of great intellect and, and, and conversation and entertainment value tell us things that were important about our evolution, our change, as, right. as you put it. And uh, one of the things he talked about, he asked the question openly to the audience, radio people, he said, can everything change between when you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning? And, of course, people were wondering about the context. Well, yeah, 9-11 could happen. Or the, He goes, no, everything in your own life. And, and, and we're like, yeah, I, I, I guess it could. <laughs> so the question was, what can someone do, your partner, your wife, right. your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or whatever, to let you know that everything's still okay? And it's as simple as this, as he put it. And everyone went, oh, yeah, that's true. They, they reach over and touch you and go, hey, hey, baby, or, or good morning. or right. And suddenly, okay, the world's, the world's all right. Or maybe it's your kids down the hall. You go and see them or they come and see you. And you kind of make sure everybody's in their place and everybody still gets it and everybody's alive and safe and well and still loves you. And there's a calm. Yeah. There's a calm about that and you can start a new day. Yeah. So when I listened to your song, You and I, I thought of that. It's a great song. It's on the record. You're not going to do it now, but I encourage people that buy the record to listen right to the end. I'm glad you picked that line out, though, because I like that one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one made the song for me because it, uh, you know, the perspective that we have on things, you know, we all, there's white lies and there's there's gentle lies and there's unintentional lies, but I think where that line came from was, you know, that unintentional lie of, you know, you're saying someone's telling you it's okay. Someone that's telling you everything's okay. Everything's okay. You know, you're like, hey, are you okay, honey? Hey, uh, you know, Joe, are you you doing okay? And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. You know? <laughs> and you hear that exact tone, and you're like, no, no, I do. I you can't argue with someone saying everything's fine, but you can tell that there's maybe it's not. You can you maybe know? read between yeah. the lines. Well, I remember it was this uh, Stephen Tyler. There was an Aerosmith song called F I N E Fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, <laughs> and I forget what the for, what the E stands yeah. for, but the first three are bad enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right between the lines. Uh, do another one. So this is a, an original. This is the song that uh, opens the record, and this to me is not only my favorite song, but it it, it I, I mentioned earlier how it reminded me of something else. Going to Kansas City by uh, by the great Marcus Mumford. Which, which I want you to, to maybe at least listen to and maybe bring it in yeah. um, next time you're here. Absolutely. Or, or, or do it live at a gig or both. I'm going to have to now. But tell me about your song <laughs> that opens the record. So, uh, so Dig Down Deep. Um, this came uh, over the last couple of years. I mean, you know, today, and I think this is great. People talk a lot about their insecurities now and they talk a lot about depression and anxiety. And I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, I think, the first step. I mean, it's not just individually the first step for a person that's dealing with those things, but also just society as a whole. Um, and that's not the whole point of the song, but that's where the song uh, found its root or found its base. And it's about not judging people. I mean, we don't know where people come from. I mean, not even someone that's dealing with depression or anxiety, but just someone that's in a position, period. You know, someone's on the street, someone's looking rough, or someone's gone to prison, or somebody's, you know, out of a job or working a crap job or complaining. We don't know what their day was yesterday, let alone last week or a year ago or their, their childhood or whatever. Uh, it's not our position to, to judge and, and, and as a race, you know, just to, to be there for them. Um, this song, what it turned into, and the line "Dig Down Deep" stood out for me as the as the title. 
Um, and it was just, you know, you've got a life. Everybody has one chance. And uh, I think that just like anything, I, I compare it to, uh, you know, and this is kind of off on a tangent, but it makes me think of this. I went, I went first time I ever went on like a canoe trip with some guys that knew what they were doing. We were coming out of Algonquin Park, and I had said, "Yeah, I'll you know I'll canoe in the one canoe by myself because there was only five guys and uh, whatever five four canoes. I don't know what the math was, but the point is, I was by myself and I was getting further and further behind, and there was wind, and I was getting kind of scared. I'm not the best swimmer, and uh, and and I really had to dig in. Like I was I was really getting upset. Like I was going to get behind, and you know I was going to drown. <laughs> like it's horrible stuff going through my head, and. Uh, it's amazing that when you get to a certain point, you can you can find another gear, and I know that that everybody has that gear. And I mean, this was a, a tame you know analogy compared to some people's life stories, and 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 you know really hitting the bottom or really having a really really bad situation in life. But it's amazing the human uh, spirit and the human um, strength I think that that can find that next gear, or the to dig down deep and really like take control of things and 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 pull yourself out of that. So the song in in its basic form is is like you know reaching out to people that are having those troubles or having a tough time or a tough life and just saying like you know dig down deep you know into your core. Um, and, and I'm here, we're here, like other people are here to help you, but you know, if you dig down and we help you out, like this, this is what the base of the song is. It comes off as singing to, uh, singing to a, a lover or a, or a, or a friend, but it's really just going to going out to anybody. Go for it. That's, that's great. Do it. Thanks. It's Rob Elder. <laughs> train in the middle of the day but you and me we got a lot to do it's gonna take a long time and it's gonna take two I wouldn't listen to you worrying cries it'll drown your heart and it'll take your life open the blinds and let the light shine through it's a beautiful day and I'm here for Take my hand, follow my lead Keep your head, bend your knees Dig down deep like I know you can Take this life into your hands Take this life into your hands Life gets messed up, but I just don't care Cause it'll take you down or it'll take you there From the top of the hill to the bottom of the heap You get what you give and you play for keeps Like the last cigarette that I'll ever breathe Like the song I wrote that I'll never leave like the girl I kissed for the very first time This life is short, gonna make it mine Take my hand, follow my lead Keep your head and bend your knees 
Dig down deep, I know you can Take this life into your hands Take this life into your hands Don't you waste your life Thinking about it Thinking about that time That time you should have went for it Don't you lose sight Lose sight of what you dream Just take another look You'll find them in the mirror mm. Take my hand, follow my lead Keep your head and bend your knees Dig down deep like I know you And take this life into your hands And take this life into your hands Don't you waste your life Thinking about it Thinking about that time That time you should have went for it Don't you lose sight Lose sight of what your dreams were Take another look You'll find them in the mirror That was so goddamn good. You give it all. Thank you. There's nothing half-assed. There's nothing mailed in. Rob Elder, Dig Down Deep, the opening track to his eight-song album of late 2018 called Changer. I recommend you get it. You talked about your wife being a singer and being on the record, too, and I've seen her play in in a band with Sylvie, who is uh, the lead female singer from My Son, the Hurricane, another local. Right, right. So good. And those two together, are they still doing it? The Honey honey Hammers. They played last night. Oh, they did? Where? (laughs) Out in Salvo Beach. I didn't know. I'm glad they're still doing it. Are they still with the the same two, the the couple that plays? Yeah, so uh, their best friend is the bass player, Kemmer. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, my drummer, uh, Mike Weaver, is uh, Sylvie's husband, and he and he plays, and he plays with them oh, as well. And then God. Trevor McKenzie, of course, from the McKenzie fame around here, right? So good. Yeah. I love this area for the simple reason <laughs> that there's a disproportionate high number of really good players. It's wild, a weird melting pot. I don't know what happened. There's something good in the water. I think <laughs> there's that because a lot of you are local, and a lot of us came up here from other places. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it just attracts people because it's not the city. We all yeah. go to the city for the reasons we need to go to the city, but yeah. this is home now, and yeah. it feels good. And I think it really attracts a lot of creative, artful people, thankfully, which is why we can keep this podcast going. You know, you inspired me today because I've been going through this thing, Rob, whereby what am I going to do? I've got a radio series. I've got a podcast. i got a few things going on. But I realized as you were playing the first of those three songs that the most fun I ever have working, in quotation marks, <laughs> is having people in like you to, to, to talk about what it is you do, to talk about life, and to play songs that you've written and the odd cover. Right on. Such a pleasure to have you. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. And I look forward to the next gig. How much are you gigging? How, how often can we see you play live? It was uh, it was a busy fall from September to, to December, so I've been kind of laying back and just uh, chilling for now and working on, uh, on, on booking for the spring and summer, so... Right now is relaxed. I'll be uh, I'll be letting everybody know very shortly. Best place to find out about where you're playing and when. Robelder.ca. Also, one last thing. 
as you were playing, and I was thinking again. I was thinking of your wife again, Sawyer. <laughs> but she's a great vocalist, too. Uh, She'll be happy to know. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, Luke Doucette's uh, duo, husband-wife, White, White Horse. Horse. Yeah. I thought about you in the context of... Yeah, it's uh, it's something that we we strive for. We'd love to be doing that. In fact, we've got another we've got another group on the go. That's that's uh, that's her and I, and then Mike and Sylvie. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's called the Shoe Shoopers, and it, it's it's different than what you might think. It's in, it's not a, a doo-wop group. Um, <laughs> that's what I uh, first thought. Yeah. It's uh, you know think uh, think uh, folk meets uh, Lake Street Dive, or uh, 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 you know that kind of groove you know we're uh, mike and i are playing guitars and drums and bass kind of all at the same time uh, and the girls dress up and and put on a great harmony show with their beautiful voices so uh you know yeah i think that the idea of a duo is great i think it'd be in a in a folk sense where it's uh, it's very stripped down and simple the two of yeah. us um but uh yeah our, our voices jive together uh once we uh once we agree on something there's something <laughs> there's something super magical about that because uh there's an intimacy particularly yeah. when when the the two singers are in fact intimate yeah. but you can sing to each other like luke does with his wife and and it, it, it's moving very much very and, and and i love harmonies you can't be oh yeah right so uh, i'll look forward to all of that thanks for the record thanks Thank for you. coming by rob elder thanks jeff i'm andrea askowitz and i'm allison langer and we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.